to preach to us. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, who both blesses through preparation and through the speaking and through our listening. May you address us through Pete's ministry now, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to make my way up there if I can get past the lights and everything, because uh, I wasn't sure whether I'd stay down here, but I thought it was going to be an empty church this morning, because everybody would be coming to the carol service this afternoon, but uh, I think I can see everybody better from up there. So I'll try and do the limbo under the lights and put a light on as well. There we go. Okay, now it would be very helpful if you keep your Bibles open, if you've already shut them up, because uh, we really want to look at um, those verses from... uh, John chapter 1. I particularly want to look at 10 of those 13 verses, so particularly verses 1 to 5 and then verses um, 9 through to 13. So only 10 verses altogether. Uh, Recently, a a letter was written um, to a newspaper and it went something like this. I was helping my daughter with her homework when she received a text from her mum. What do you want from life? Well, that was a tough question for us both. We thought about various answers. What would would you want from life? Wealth, happiness, love, good health? And we were sort of really engaged in all this sort of thoughts about what do we want from life. And then another, a few minutes later, another text came through. Sorry, said Mum. I was in a bit of a rush and I was using predictive text. The question should have been, what do you want from little? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, something much more down to earth and a very sort of simple question. What do we want from little? That's the sort of thing that we get now from my various family. They'll read texts come through. What do you want? They're in the shops. Can we get you something uh, particular that you want? But really, we want to look at a much more important question. The question is, uh, what do we want from life? And as verse 4 says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. So these verses, I think, um, that we're looking at this morning, I think some of these are the most important words have ever been written. They really are. They shine out like a lighthouse and a beacon as we look at God's word. Simple, profound truth. And John's gospel, like the other gospels, it doesn't just talk, start off with the story about the birth of Jesus. It starts thousands of years earlier. So verses 1 to 5 on page 1063. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There's no doubt the word refers to Jesus. That's what it's talking about. Jesus is the word. And Jesus' words are above those of any prophet or any human being. The words of Jesus have power, mighty power, creative power. Through Jesus, all things were made. Now, some of you may remember my father. He was a, a doctor and very, very clever. He was sort of, sort of off the scale. He, he learnt to languages just for a bit of fun, you know, like Chinese and, and Welsh and things like that. And uh, anyhow, but he was also a very, very keen Christian. 
And you know what he chose? He wanted particularly him at his funeral. One of the ones he chose was all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful. The Lord God made them all. And that's what he really believed. He believed that God was behind the creative um, act. Simple and powerful words, and what a wonderful world Jesus has made. I don't know whether you've been watching Blue Planet 2, and I thought about having a clip, and then I told, I can't have my 40-minute sermon this morning, even though we're going to have double what we had last week and all the rest of it. I'll try and keep to about 20 minutes. But most watched, the Blue Planet um, programme has been the most watched programme in the, this year. I think they've had over 14 million people have been watching it. When we see God's awesome creation, how can we doubt his existence? The detail that we see. Some of those scenes are just absolutely been way beyond, phenomenal what they've been able to look at and see. So we all know the Christmas story. Jesus came as a baby. Jesus grew up and lived among us. Jesus died on a cross to save us from our sins. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus is alive today and is reigning in heaven. And the last resting place of Jesus was reported recently. They found it in Jerusalem. That's not where he is. That's what, what they reported. This is the grave. They think they've actually found the grave. And there'll be a letter back in, in reply in the papers pointing out, no, we believe in the uh, resurrection and that the, Jesus' body isn't there in some grave in Jerusalem. And we believe that Jesus will come again soon. Jesus is the origin of life. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the one and the only one who can give us the answers to the important questions about life. Only Jesus can save us. Only Jesus can show us the way, the truth and the life. Only Jesus can show us what God the Father is really like. Only Jesus can overcome the darkness. Only Jesus is fully human and fully divine. And when we look at Jesus, how can we doubt God's love for us? So in the beginning was the word, and then after many, many years of waiting, after prophecies over hundreds of years, the word came and dwelt among us. And I believe that is the turning point of history. You know, even our dating system recognises this. B.C., before Christ. A.D., Anno Domini, the, the year of our Lord, the time when Jesus came. But you know, some people today don't even like that. They don't like that being used. So they've now started to introduce, have you seen it? They introduce instead, they have BCE and they have CE. BCE, you'll see it even in textbooks appearing now. BCE stands for Before the Common Era. What on earth does that mean? I, I, I prefer just to put the C back in and call it Before the Christian Era. All right, and CE stands for the common era, or to meet the Christian era. But BCAD, that's the sort of thing that uh, is happening now. And I checked the turning points in world history. I did some Googling on it. And you know, most of those sites, hardly any of them, mentioned the birth of Jesus as a turning point of history. None of them, I couldn't find any of them, that mentioned the death and resurrection of Jesus as being a turning point of history. Now, isn't that sad? And that's what uh, has happened, I think, in, in our world today. But verse 9, if we move on now to verse 9, it says, The true light that gives light to everyone 
was coming into the world. Now, I don't know whether you've seen it, but Cooper and Jordan School have just had a, a very good, a really lovely um, report. I think they got the highest grade, um, whatever that is. Um, anyhow, they got the high, outstanding, thank you. And uh, one, of the, one of the comments is said in that report, the school clearly displays that it is a place where light shines. The belief that Jesus is the light of the world is celebrated. The Lighthouse song is a particular favourite and it clearly proclaims the school's vision. Well, well done to all those who've been involved in getting such an excellent report. And what an opportunity we have to build on that in our church as we welcome in parents, children, friends and family to our services, particularly our carol services tonight, Chris Dingles next week. And pray that the light of Jesus will shine brightly, not just in our school, the church school here, but in our community, and pray for that Christian influence and witness in all the schools in our neighbourhood. We're not just thinking about the church one. Really do pray that this will be a time of real blessing. Now look at the contrast that we see now in verses 10 and 11. Verse 10 and 11. Jesus was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Well, no wonder the world is in a mess. The creator of our world, God himself, has lived here among us. Jesus has shown us the way of salvation. The light has shone, yet the world did not recognise him. Now, John's Gospel often uses this term, the world, mentions the world. And what's it mean by it? Well, it's a theological term, really, which describes humanity set against God. So the world is not a neutral place. There's this antagonism already there. It's not a place, really, of open inquiry and curiosity about God. There's a resistance to that that we meet in our society today. The world is opposed to the light. And it goes on, but people did not receive Jesus 2,000 years ago. And the world still does not recognise him today. I don't know whether there was somebody from the wartime, Suddock Kennedy, wrote, called, I think they nicknamed him Woodbine Willie. Some of you may have read the book that he wrote. And he wrote a poem called Indifference, and he includes these lines. When Jesus came to Birmingham... They simply passed him by. They never hurt a hair of him. They only let him die. That is indifference. Pass by on the other side. Take no notice. Now, the other day I went to buy some Christmas cards and I'm, I'm pretty keen on this that I won't buy them now unless they've got a strong Christian message. And I went, so I went through Marks and Spencers and I searched through their range of Christmas cards. How many could I find with a Christmas scene? None. <coughs> they were tucked away eventually on one of the charity bits. I managed to find one. But the, most of them, they're lovely, pretty snow scenes. There's the Santa and the reindeer. But none with baby Jesus on. I even tried a specialist card shop. I didn't do any better there. 
But I did get some. I must say, I've given one up to um, W.H. Smith because they've got quite a range. And uh, so there were some in there. But the world did not recognize him. And it does not recognize him. And he tries to push him out more and more each year. I've seen that as I've got older and older and older. Uh, and some of you probably have noticed it as well. We'd have less and less real concentration on what Christ, uh, Christmas is really all about, the birth of Christ. So the world turns their back. But even sadder, it says Jesus came to his own people and his own people, Israel, did not recognise him. In spite of all the centuries of waiting for their promised Messiah, they rejected Jesus. He was despised and rejected by mankind. And that is a continuing tragedy today. You know, the Jews have returned to their land, I think it was 1948 when they started going back, to the land of Israel. The majority still haven't returned to the Lord. But neither have the majority of people. The widespread rejection of Jesus is a daily witness to the universal rebellion there is against the living God. But there is good news, and our passage finishes with some of the good news, because it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So salvation doesn't depend on where we were born, how clever we are, how rich we are, how nice we are, how old we are. The good news of Jesus is open to all who receive him. And when John, the writer of the gospel, was an old man, he got the book of Revelation, he gives, gave a marvellous vision of what those words mean. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, it says... There before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, every tribe, every people and every language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. To all those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. What an amazing promise that is. How we need that to sort of really get into us and to really infect the way that we live our own lives today. So needed a world where there is so little help, hope in the, in the world at the moment. It's been such a depressing year in so many different ways. But there is hope for us as Christians. There is hope. Coming up next year, we've already got a little committee working on this. I think we've got various things. You've probably seen the logo. There's been some lovely books, lovely literature produced. When you see that, read it. Look at it. Hope in our villages, our towns, our cities. This is what's needed. We need the hope that only the Lord Jesus Christ can give. The hope with all those who believe in the name of Jesus. We can be children of God. Born of God. It doesn't matter who our earthly parents are or who they were. We can be born anew, loved and accepted by God without any reservation, no ifs or buts. How we need to show that message to our friends, our families, our loved ones, even our enemies. The good news is available to all. Pray this Christmas time for thousands of people to hear and respond to the message of the God who loved us so much that he became flesh and made his dwelling among us. 
Pray especially for those whose lives have been torn apart this year. Think of all those in our own church and community who have suffered bereavement. Pray that they may know the God of peace, the God of light, the God of love, the God who gives hope to all who trust and believe in him. Remember the question at the beginning, what do you really want from life? What do you really want from life? Think about it, ask that question. I know what I want. I want to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus. I want to know that despite all my failings, all my pride, all my weaknesses, I am loved and accepted as a child of God. That is my hope. So what's your hope for 2018? This may be the year when Jesus comes again. Will you be ready to face him, meet him face to face? What do you really want from life? Let's just pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word to us and uh, Lord, help us to just be able to think through that, uh, that question and how we might respond. What do we really want from life? To be able to see that the, the way is open to all those who trust, believe and trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this Christmas time for those who are going through real difficulties those who really need just to come back to the Lord Jesus and be loved by him. So Lord, be with us and help us as a church as we reach out this afternoon in those two carol services and over these coming days that we'll be able to show the light of the Lord Jesus Christ in our church and in our community. In his name we pray. Amen. <laughs>